Welcome to Hope Talks, Stories of Transformation. Hope Talks is a project of David's United Church of Christ in Canal Winchester, Ohio, and dedicated to providing stories with different perspectives of hope. Hello, everybody. I am Patty Houston Holm. I'm pleased today to interview Nathaniel Shaner. I know Nathaniel's a performing artist. Uh, he sings, he does percussion. Uh, I know Nathaniel also is a performance technician behind the scenes with light and sound. I know Nathaniel's a Christian. He's only 19, I think. Uh, he's coming from Colorado. Well, I'm conducting this interview in the state of Florida. Welcome, Nathaniel. Hi, Patty. Uh, it's great to be here. So, Nathaniel, first of all, what are you doing in Colorado? Yeah, so I am uh, participating in uh, Collegiate Church's um, leadership training. Um, it's a discipleship-based uh, leadership training uh, in the Rocky Mountain National Park, um, where we just get to combine with people from all over the U.S. Uh, and past year, some international, um, to kind of share our faith and uh, do some sort of evangelism stuff with people that are here on vacation, um, and just lots of outreach and a deeper dive into our faith. So I um, love this opportunity to talk about faith, especially with young people. Um, you and I are both members of David's United Church of Christ in Canal Winchester, Ohio. You actually, uh, much younger than me, were a member before me. Uh, my husband, Mike, went on a mission trip with you somewhere. Where was that? Uh, to... Uh, Pine Ridge, South Dakota. Yeah, so that's a Native American experience, and I'm sure that was uh, faith-filled and hope-filled. So I'm kind of interested, well, I'm very interested, when so many young people are falling away from the church, uh, what's your story? Why are, why are you here? Yeah, so I've, uh, I've been a part of uh, David DCC for as long as I can remember. Um, there's actually people there that remember it from before I can, uh, from just being so young. Um, so I don't know, I've always participated in the church going weekly, um, to services and then getting involved in other things, whether it's, uh, playing in the band, uh, the handbell choir, different things, uh, running tech, volunteering there. Um, and it's always been a great community to be a part of, uh, that all has a great mindset, um, whether it's welcoming different people or uh, their outreach. Um, so one thing that we did was a confirmation and I really enjoyed it. Um, kind of got to take it from just being a, like church being a weekly thing to making us think more about it and really going deeper into our faith. Um, where we kind of figured out why we are Christians um, and like what the goal there is, because I don't think there's a point to doing something if you don't have a why. Um, so that kind of allowed me to dive deeper into my faith and kind of take it to as my own rather than just something that's done uh, once a week as an event on your schedule. Um, and that's kind of expanded going to college. Uh, I found a church through my RA there um, that I've really enjoyed, uh, got to be a part of, which led me to where I am now. So what uh, college or university did you go to? 
Uh, I'm going to the University of Akron. So the University of Akron, uh, do you have any idea uh, how many young people around you are practicing Christians? Um, I think it depends on the area. Um, but in our generation, it's not very high. Um, we actually looked it up and it seemed to be around 20 to 25% uh, are Christians of some type, uh, which is very low compared to some other generations of people. Yeah, and I'm glad to hear that number actually, because I was thinking it was much lower. So for you, Nathaniel, was faith in Jesus Christ, was it a mountaintop experience, one or two of those, or was it a slow, uh, maybe gradual understanding of the Bible or a combination? Uh, what was it for you? Um, I think it was a slow experience. Um, kind of just seeing uh, a mix of different things um, from programs, people, uh, especially at college, hearing people's stories. Um, of how Jesus and their faith has changed their life. Um, kind of, it's more inspiring. So it kind of uh, inspires you to look at what you're doing and seeing how that can make a difference in other people. Do you feel that uh, any of your peers, uh, uh, do they accept that you're a Christian or do they discriminate because you're a Christian, have you had any of those experiences? Um, I think there's a mixture. Uh, there's not really people that like discriminate much against Christians, but there's more people that aren't as open to the thought of themselves being a Christian. Um, there are quite a few of Christians uh, in the community I'm living with on campus. Um, so that I haven't had uh, any issues like with discrimination against Christians on campus. So, you know, Nathaniel, I used to be on the board for Shadowbox Live, which is a performing arts company in Columbus, Ohio. And, and I find that performing artists can be kind of a wild and crazy group. So how does Jesus fit in with performing arts? Yeah, well, I think that a lot of churches are kind of uh, switching over more of a uh, like performing based uh, worship service, which I think can be a good thing because it draws in, uh, I think, a much younger crowd uh, than a traditional worship service. Um, you can see at David, we have the uh, service with the Come Beloved Band that has a younger audience than the traditional service. Um, and I think that's a way performing arts can blend in, whether it's that or different musicals that are written uh, around church-based thoughts. Um, and just they're like a musical like that is a good way just to reach people that maybe haven't really thought about their faith um, and can draw them closer to the Lord. So do you have any uh, favorite uh, performing artists, whether they're Christian or rock or uh, that headbanger stuff that a lot of your generation <laughs> likes? Um, I don't know. I really like uh, a lot of worship songs by like Elevation Music. They've got a lot of great songs. Phil uh, Song does also. Um, I don't know too many uh, like musical or anything like that. Uh, 
I haven't had much of a chance to look into too many of those because um, I haven't been involved in many shows recently with everything shut down. Yeah, COVID has been tough on us uh, unless we do Zooms or, you know, any kind of virtual thing. So it's been, um, even at my age, it's difficult for me to witness. Um, how do you as a young person uh, witness and, and have your faith used and tested? Yeah, so uh, we kind of, so what we've been doing uh, since we can't have big like whole church meetings is we do smaller uh, missional communities with the idea uh, being focused around outreach. Um, so like on our schedule, we'll do, usually we do some sort of Sunday worship service, which is a small, maybe 10 people, uh, just a group like that. Um, and it's a sort of a lighter worship service where we can invite people in and they can kind of get a taste without, uh, like a taste of their faith without going super in depth. Um, and then we'll do a Wednesday night group, which is more of like a Bible study uh, with deeper questions. So for people that are more established uh, or new people that want to learn more, um, it kind of allows them to be in a small group um, where it's less intimidating than uh, having to answer stuff in a big group. Uh, and we split off into groups of three or four sometimes and uh, go through different questions and things. Um, and then our biggest outreach area is what we call a turf time, where the idea is that we go out to other people's turf, um, go out and do things that other people enjoy just to start conversation and building relationships with them. Uh, maybe not uh, faith-based to begin with, um, but just to be more friends to them uh, to hopefully reach them in the future. So is that through the university? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Nathaniel, just talking to you uh, as I've met you in person and now we're talking online, you always seem older than 19 to me. So do you think that young people find you more approachable um, to talk to about their problems and, and how Christ might guide them through that or is it a cross-generational? Um, I think it's just what people can relate to the most. Um, <clears throat> I don't think it's necessarily generational, but uh, if you find somebody that uh, is a lot like you, it makes it simpler because you can kind of see yourself and where that would go if you continue down like a certain path. Um, I think it helps being around a lot of the same generation, but I don't think it has to be just in the same generation. Uh, like I really enjoyed being with all people that are 19, 20, 18, like around my age. Um, Cause we have a lot of like the same hobbies, schedules and stuff. So it works out well. And you know, one of the things I've especially loved about you um, is your ability to relate to uh, different generations. I know you were very helpful with the Hoffmans before Ed died, uh, helping Becky, you know, get him in, in and out of the wheelchair and those kinds of things. And, and she was very appreciative of that. So um, what do you see, how do you see yourself or is it too early to tell uh, continuing to 
be a witness for your generation and Jesus? Um, I see myself uh, continuing uh, to at least be a part of um, a church wherever I am um, and just figuring out new types of outreach, uh, hopefully depending on what works best for the people uh, you're reaching out to, whether it's the next younger generation or the same generation uh, figuring out those things that they enjoy um, to kind of start those relationships. Uh, and then once you establish those can go deeper um, and bring up faith in Christ in those conversations. Um, I'm not too sure what I'll be doing in the future um, or what uh, God has planned for me, but I'm sure that'll all be revealed in time. You know, so I, you know, I, I think about the other 75% or so of your age group that are not practicing Christians. Um, you know, what turns them off about Christianity, do you think? Um, I think for a long time, uh, it was kind of perceived as you have to do a certain list of things uh, to be a Christian. Um, and a lot of people, I think, don't like following that set. Like you have to go to church on this day and do this the next day uh, and make sure to do a few more things uh, during the week. Um, and a lot of people don't like the idea of that. Or if they're kind of, uh, I don't know, what I've heard from some people is like when they go to church with their family uh, and they haven't really had that option uh, to not go, they're kind of, uh, I don't know, it makes them want to like turn away from it if they're, if it's something they're just forced to do uh, that they don't enjoy as much. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm down here in Florida, which is where my granddaughter lives. And except for her baptism, she's age nine, has not been exposed to church because uh, her parents are millennials and they don't go to church, you know. Yeah. So I've been trying with her to talk about stories from the Bible, but you know, some of those stories in the Old Testament are kind of frightening to someone who's a new Christian. You know, mm -hmm. ha have you encountered that or is there a part of the Bible that you struggled with as a young person? Um, I honestly didn't really get uh, uh, too much into reading the Bible until probably about high school. Um, but I would, I don't know, I have always focused on more the New Testament, uh, Proverbs uh, and Psalms uh, than the Old Testament, but I certainly would like to dive deeper into the Old Testament more. Yeah, the Old Testament is kind of frightening, but the New Testament is full of hope, I think, I think, my opinion. But yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm just pleased that you're continuing to pursue this. So in Colorado, you are there for 11 weeks. Do you know what's going on in those 11 weeks? Yeah, so uh, to an extent. Um, so while we're here, we are working a full-time job at the YMCA the Rockies, which allows us uh, time for outreach um, and just getting to know more of the people. A lot of the coworkers are also in the uh, LT leadership training program. Um, in the leadership training program, there's 90 of us here. Um, so, and then there's another 30 staff or something like that uh, from campuses all over uh, the United States. Um, 
So we have uh, basically two worship services a week, uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights. Um, and then we are uh, split up into product groups of about anywhere from eight to 10 people. Um, and those are, we do like one day a week where we're with our project group. Um, and we, it's kind of a group we just work with, do things with, uh, kind of just uh, do like life with. Um, and we'll do like Bible studies, different things like that. Um, not too sure yet, uh, but I'm sure we'll get to figure out more uh, as our schedule gets established. So as we're talking today, what do you think your evangelism uh, gifts or style is? I mean, I, for one, um, I'm not very good about walking up to somebody and saying, do you know Jesus? You know, I'm just not good about that, but I, I don't want to criticize others that are. How do you see your uh, your style of evangelism right now? Um, I tend to use like more of a slow process, um, kind of getting to know somebody before um, asking them about their faith, really. You can kind of just get a, you can somewhat get a sense um, of their background just by uh, asking them about their childhood and then asking them if they've been involved in the church, uh, different things. Um, but I think it's best to ease into that and not just go up straight up to them and ask them a question. So I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit, Nathaniel. If, if I were a young person and I walked up to you and I said, you know, why should I take the time to get to know Jesus? What might you tell me? Um. I think I'd share a bit of the gospel with them. Uh, um, so there's some ways, uh, just, I don't know. I'd like to focus on more of the good side of it uh, versus the bad, because we know um, from many different stories, God can be a great God, but he's also somebody um, that can destroy the whole world. Um, he controls all. so. Um, it, I think it depends on the person, um, that you're talking to, um, because I don't know, you don't want somebody to immediately be turned away, um, due to fear, uh, in Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. So the theme of this podcast is hope and transformation, um, so this is a big question, but Nathaniel, how do you see hope within you and your generation? Yeah, I think, uh, I feel like I keep saying outreach, but I think that's the biggest thing that has to go, keep going, um, reaching more people. There's always a thing like if one person reaches out to three people and then those three people reach out to three more people and so on, uh, how quick it can spread. And if that was, uh, if that's Christianity, pretty soon everybody would know of it. Um, one of my groups from uh, <clears throat> the University of Akron, we just read the book Radical. Um, and one of the facts in there was that in the world, uh, nearly a billion people have never even heard of Christianity or Christ. And I think that's uh, crazy. Like, I don't know, because there's so many people that could be against it. Uh, that are for it, but how many people have never even heard of it is uh, crazy. And I think it's something that we need to do better as, or do better at. Um, 
just getting the word out there. Um, and I think there's hope in that. I think it's something that can be done, uh, but the question is, will it be done? Yeah, I think there's hope too. Um, I was looking at uh, some research this morning and it says, you know, despite the decline of practicing Christians, Christianity is the dominant religion in, in the Western world, like 70% of the population. Uh, now that includes, you know, my demographic, which is the baby boomers, uh, doesn't include yours uh, large, large to a large extent. And Christianity is the world's biggest religion with over 2 billion followers around the world. Uh, but we, we simply as believers must, must do a better job. So Nathaniel, uh, any final thoughts uh, to share? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's just amazing that um, your uh, willingness to take the time, uh, you know, and your time off from studies, which by the way, what are you studying? Um, I am studying financial planning. Oh, so how does that fit with Christian? I was an engineering, uh, didn't really like the sciences as much as I thought. Uh, so I stuck with them for a semester and then decided to switch out to uh, more math-based things with uh, finance. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess you can witness for Christ in any career field, right? Yeah. I think yeah. also uh, something like financial planning, uh, it's so broad that you can work in so many different organizations um, and be like just different positions um, for so many things that you're not limited as much as you would be with engineering. Well, I think... Uh... I think it's amazing and you are part of the hope of the youth of, of today and tomorrow and I do appreciate that. So Nathaniel, it's been my pleasure to talk with you. I'm grateful for your faith and I'm excited about your next steps. Thanks for having me. Uh, this has been Patty Houston Hall. My conversation today has been with Nathaniel Shaner. If you have a comment about this podcast or an idea for a future podcast, on a story of transformation, send an email to hopetalks at davidsucc.net. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this segment of Hope Talks. I hope you join us again. And please encourage others to listen and check out other Davids United Church of Christ programs at davidsucc.net. It is our hope that your day is filled with hope. Thank you.